You're now listening to a Rat House Production podcast. For more podcasts like this, head to rettahaus.net. Hey, hey, you guys. It is your boy, MTR, also known as Math Rat. This is Comics After Dark for the real comic book fan. And this is another interview brought to you by that hashtag show. For all your comic book reviews, geek news, and more, go to thathashtagshow.com. Or, of course, you could go to their YouTube, that hashtag show, and see me, MTR, giving you the new comic book day reviews. And we have a very special guest, Kyle Starks is in the house, the uh, creator and writer, and I also believe artist, if I'm not mistaken, correct? For, for all sorts of stuff. <laughs> uh, Rock Candy Mountain? Yes, for Rock Candy Mountain. Yes, I, I write I write and draw. I do everything except for color it, which is done by uh, Eisner nominee Chris Schweitzer. So, yes, it is. Uh, we just concluded our first story arc uh, via Image Comics for Rock Candy Mountain, which is a very misleading title, I promise you. We're going to get into what this whole comic is all about. But first and foremost, Kyle, how'd you get into the comic book industry, man? How did, uh, I mean, the, the, what the shorthand is like? I made I made some comics and people saw them and they liked them. And now I get to do it for a living. So, uh, <laughs> you just actually, crossed your uh, fingers when it happened. You're like, please let them like you know, it. And it was like, yeah. You know what? Actually, not at all. Uh, I did my first. I I worked at a comic book store until I was in my was twenty. And maybe when I was, I'm forty now. So that was you know half my life ago. Like maybe then I maybe had some sort of aspirations. But I was I was went to college to be a fine artist. I was a painting major so not really uh and then uh, about eight years ago or so we were about to have my second kid and i realized i would almost never have free time again so i wanted to sort of knock some things off uh and one of them was to do a to do a comic so i did one it was called the legend of ricky thunder and i did it just to do it but uh comics alliance uh uh found it and they sort of passed it around and suddenly people were reading my comic which i didn't intend so i did some shows and i liked that i liked making it a lot more than I thought I would. So I did another book called Sex Castle, which I kickstarted. I kickstarted both of those. And uh, while selling the Kickstarter version of Sex Castle, uh, Matt Fraction saw it. You guys might have heard of Matt Fraction. Oh, we love uh, Matt Fraction uh, here. So Matt Fraction sort of ended up getting the book, and he loved it. So he he emailed me. He's like, hey, do you want to talk to Image? And that's how I got into comics. Oh, uh, and that awesome. book went on to be Eisner nominated for Best Humor Publication and has an option to be made into a film. So I got super, super lucky right out the gate. It was never really my intention. Um, but once there was sort of a crack in the door like i threw myself in um and i've been professionally making comics for uh a year and eight months now exactly that is man that is awesome so you had a love for comics prior to this obviously you said you worked in a comic shop what were some of your favorite comics that you were reading my favorite, my comic favorite comic books. Yeah, are, yeah. When you were when you were working in the comic shop, uh, you know, you know, it was so long. I I was pretty terrible. Like you're talking about the '90s, like all comics <laughs> were bad. You're um, like anything with a holographic cover. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. But it, it, lots of silver covers. It's it's tough for me to think back to then and be like, what did I like? It's like I really liked um um I liked DC's Justice League stuff. Uh, uh, at the time, like you, know, like Kurt Busiak was just coming around. Um, it's like, man, mostly bad. Like I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm a far better comic fan now than I was when I was 20 years old and I didn't know anything. Um, now, and, and partially why I wanted to do uh, Legend of Ricky Thunder is that a friend was like, oh, you should read these comics by Jason, who's a Swedish cartoonist who did like The Last Musketeer and East Bank Gang. And if you don't know him, he's sort of amazing. And I read them, and they're sort of amazing. They're like, what if Hitchcock did these sort of surreal European 
comics uh, that were mashups. Like The Last Musketeer is about the last three musketeers, like in modern times. And the East Bank Gang is about what if um, what if these groups of writers who lived in Europe at the time, which was like Fitzgerald, um, and I'll forget someone's name. It's been a while since I read East Bank Gang, but they started doing heists. Uh, so they were amazing and, and wild, and sort of renewed my my love for comics by how simple and yet how deep they were at the same time. So I sort of retroactively became a huge fan of Urasawa. I really I really went heads in on Kirby. Um, um, I, I like a lot more stuff now. Xander Cannon stuff now, I think, is some of the best stuff. Uh, Xander Cannon, I think, is a genius. John Allison, I think, is a genius. Um, so I'm, I'm probably a better comic fan now. <laughs> and I know when I started, like when I was a little, little, little tiny kid, and for the longest time, I literally had like the most. Uh, can I curse on this show? Oh yeah, you can. All right, so like the most basic bitch little kid comics. Like I literally had Spider-Man, <laughs> Hulk, Justice League, and it was Spider-Man. It was when Hulk was trapped in like that uh, the dimension between dimensions where like he went on these really dumb fantasy. Adventures. Yeah, yeah. Spider-Man was so basic. It was the period where, like, he beat Fire Lord. Like, it was like post Secret Wars Spider, like pre Secret Wars Spider Man. There's like the most boring era of Spider Man, the most boring era of Hulk. Um, I had X Men, so like I have a soft spot in my heart for Byrne, and I was definitely a huge Byrne fan. I was out of comics for ten years and came back, and be like, "Oh, who do you like?" I'm like John Byrne. Like, "Oh, don't, no, 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 no." And I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like, what happened? Um, but like, I, I grew up on Claremont and uh, and John Byrne, and when I got to my teenage years, you know, my brother had uh, my brother was real hip, so he was reading like Eight Ball and Hate. Uh, you know, like all these like super cool things. So we were also doing like Grant Morrison, Doom Patrol, all that early sort of um, Grant Morrison, Animal Man, all that early stuff. Like we were real onto it. Um, but it's tough for me thinking that like, I'm just a kid, man. I didn't know. Like that stuff was just put in front of me. I feel like the stuff I do now, um, I feel like I'm much more cultured in sort of what I'm trying to uh, to ingest. Or, or at least we try to believe we're more cultured. I mean, even with me, like I like the really far and out there and weird things. Like I'm loving new Superman. And a lot of people are like, really new Superman? I'm like, dude, it's Superman, but he's fighting like for communists and destroying like freedom fighters like this thing is amazing they're like ah i don't know if i can read that i'm like dude it's great so sometimes we like to believe we're reading better things but other people would would definitely say on the contrary <laughs> but for sure but uh nonetheless we're here to talk about uh rocky <laughs> rocky rock candy, candy mountain rock candy mountain now here's the thing like I said, the title is extremely misleading, you guys. you I, At first, I'm thinking that I'm about to read a comic that has to do with, like, gumdrops and some guy made of licorice and some weird, almost like a children's book, and it's literally the exact opposite and uh, a, a very nice, a very interesting and new comic. Uh, uh, Kyle, what is your elevator pitch to people when you want to explain what uh, Rock Candy Mountain is? Uh, it's, uh, the world's toughest hobo is on, uh, a search, an epic journey to find the mythical Rock Candy Mountain. Uh, Rock Candy Mountain is hobo heaven. Now, he also has, uh, a friend that we meet at the very beginning in issue one, and they, they, they seem to be, you know, they, they, they might be in on, on, uh, rocky, uh, terms, if you will, right now, by, by the time issue, uh, issue four comes around. But, uh, he hangs out with Slim. Or at least I like to believe that's yeah. that's what we call him, Slim in it. And yeah, Pomona uh, Slim, Pomona Slim, their pals. Yeah, and he's 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 having a rough time. <laughs> like this poor Look, man Bryce, literally Bryce becomes a punching bag. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, he. Yeah, it's hard to be slim. I mean, you know, slim is just like your regular Joe thrown in. I think, I think if you were just you or I, and suddenly like we had to get from California to Kentucky by train in 1948 America, that alone would be a huge 
uh, trial. But I think if you throw in literally a kung fu fight constantly being chased by the devil, the literal devil, uh, the hobo mafia, and all sorts of other shenanigans to get point, it's rough, man. It's rough to be that guy. Yeah, and he's just like, look, like, I'm willing to be your friend, Jackson, but like, this sucks. <laughs> like, yeah, man. I got this, nothing. I got trouble. the hobo mafia coming after me. <laughs> like, there's a lot going on. So, yeah, I, he was just hoping he was just hoping to ride a train for three days back home, but it's not worked out that way. Yeah, it has not worked out that way at all. And that's the interesting thing about this comic is there are there's some fantasy to it, which I really like. And even even Jackson explains like, you know, there's magic here. And that's when Slim's like, no, there isn't. And you find out the devil is coming for him. You also find out why, uh, how exactly he's navig- uh, Jackson's navigating himself to uh, Rock Candy Mountain. And then you have the realism, which is you have the mobster hobos, which you never really thought would happen. And then probably my favorite part, uh, even though it's a brief little panel, Jackson actually explains like there's a difference between a hobo, a hobo, a tramp, and a bum. And uh, if you don't right. mind, can I go ahead? Can I read this panel? No, go ahead, man. It's it's it's, it's that's a that's trail facts. <laughs> Says N- no, there's a difference. Hobos travel and work. Tramps travel but don't work. Bums don't travel and don't work. And I never thought about it. I was like, no, this is this is right. This this really is yeah. like this is one hundred percent correct. So it's interesting to get like little little. Um, information here and there on on not only the life uh, of a hobo but exactly like what you have to go through uh their underground fight clubs uh there are people that are seem to be richer than other hobos and you're like well like how can a hobo be rich and it explains very thoroughly throughout the comic exactly exactly uh who's up top who's at bottom and how you get to these uh these high rankings if you will so there was so much going on there's an essay in the back of uh, issue four uh, by Dr. Eric Newsom about uh, Boss Flimbo is based on a real character, uh, a real historical figure named uh, uh, Robert Howe Eads, who was the hobo millionaire. Really? Yeah, for real. He's a millionaire that rode the tr- because he had all the money, so he just wanted to get out in the world. There's like the, there's a lot of misrepresentation about. Uh, so I'm which is like I'm glad like you sort of focused in on that particular quote on what a hobo is because I think people now just think about bums or um, you know the homeless where a hobo specifically was an itinerant worker so a lot of people like like robert eads was just like i got them let's just hit the road man let's just get out there and dig some ditches and and see what it's like to live yeah like like it's literally just it's a it's a drifter if you will it's someone that goes from town to town and when he can he gets that job and when he makes enough he goes to the next town right yeah so i i really i really liked (laughs) not only some of the explanations that she had but some of the uh some of the comedy in this is great my favorite panel had to have been uh, i'll just in i'll just tell you guys this as a teaser jackson shows a magic trick to the tramps let's just say that and it literally had me like on the floor laughing like i was not expecting i'm like we're gonna see a magic trick and the magic trick is is not what you think it is what uh, which is great how did you end up balancing the seriousness because you do have the devil hot on jackson's tail but you also have the comedy even a part where like where the devil is like oh god i hate being in human form or like he's about to do something and he looks at the corn and he's like 
they eat this? Like, why did you even get the idea no, of dude, eating he's, this? Yeah he's, 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 yeah, he's confused by it. Uh, I mean, that's my thing, man. Like, I do comedy action. That's that's uh, that's my place in comics right now, and and uh, I love it. Like uh, I said before we start here, my first book, uh, Sex Castle, which was an image, was nominated for uh, best humor publication with the Eisners, and it's an it's an homage to '80s action movies. So, um, pun- fighting, like I I like to say, I, I do the kickies and I do the jokies. Now, where did the idea for this comic all come about? Where did I come up with the idea for Rocky Andy Mountain? Yes. Yeah, uh, it, it was, man, sometimes when you're doing things, everything sort of just falls together. Um, as I just mentioned, I did, one of my last books was an homage to 80s action, my first book was an homage to 80s action movies. Um, I have a book coming out later this year called Kill Them All from Oni Press, which is an homage to 90s action movies. Um, I like action movies a lot, and uh, I was sort of trying to pivot into uh, into martial arts films, and I was sort of just going down a list of like the 10, like the 10 martial arts movies you must watch um, and as I was watching them, and this was, you know, three years ago at this point, I really became fascinated with a, a sort of subgenre called Wuxia films, which are these these sort of lightly fantasy fight movies, um, but just a little bit, like just a little bit of fantasy, um, like maybe there's a demon that shows up every now and then, and they were generally um, sort of epic travels. And what I became really interested in is like how there wasn't an American equivalent of it. And I thought, uh, what would the American equivalent be? And at the same time, I was also reading about hobos. So it all sort of came together. Interesting. Now, out of sheer curiosity, do you have a voice for Jackson in your head? Because when I'm reading it, for some odd reason, I heard uh, Carl Urban in his like Judge Dredd voice, like yeah, talking that's every true. single that time. So I, I, I sort of always think of him as Lee Marvin. So he's always, but I don't think Lee Marvin was was quite as good on a uh, on a riff as uh, as Jackson is. Okay, all right, yeah, I, I like in my head, it's like. I just, I just pictured him very, very, almost like a cigarette voice, like, no. He's doing it real gruff. Yeah, yeah, there is a difference. Hobos travel and work. Tramps travel and don't work. Bums don't travel and don't work. Like, that's the way I'm picturing it in my head. I don't know why I need to give our, yeah, no, our think, audience think, a narration think, for it. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I think, you know, you have to, like, this is a, this is a dude who's clearly seen some stuff. Um, issue five, which comes out in November, is going to be that character's flashback. And I think but he's, uh, it's through the course of the series to date, he was definitely in World War II. Um, he's definitely being chased by the devil. He's, he's not scared of anybody. He's the world's toughest hobo. Like, he's seen some stuff. He's got a, He's got that deep voice, man. Yeah, and unfortunately, he has seen some. So, which uh, we addressed, and it's nice and teased. Uh, go ahead, and the graphic novel uh, will be available September 27th. Uh, so, go ahead, make sure to put that on your pull list. Now, we tease as to something happened to his family a little bit. Uh, we're also teased on a few other things. What can we look forward to in the next story arc? Uh, it all gets wrapped up, man. Things will happen. Uh, issue five is, is Jackson's flashback. And I think that sets up answers to a lot of the questions I've put in these first four issues. Um, not all of them, uh, where, where he's going and what he plans to do, like the sort of Jackson master plan. Uh, you have to wait, you have to wait, but, uh, his motivations and his backstory become clear. Uh, and I'm really proud of it. It's a different issue from the other ones. It's a little bit more somber. So I'm stoked about it. Now, we're maybe at- the best single issue I've ever done, honestly. 
So go ahead and make sure to not only pick up the trade, but pick up. Put it on your pull list. That's right, yeah, baby. Put, put it, it on, on your pull, your pull list. list. Uh, now, this is actually going to be, uh, I, technically, we've concluded part one of this story. We're going to go into part two, and that's it. It's going to be an uh, eight-issue miniseries. So the great thing about that is you don't need to read through hundreds and hundreds of issues to figure out exactly what the storyline is. We're going to have our beginning, our middle, and our end. What do you look forward to most when readers get to issue eight? Uh, I like in terms of their response. I mean, I'm um, I'm part of being a storyteller is you really want to see people respond to those stories. So I'm that's looking forward to. I'm I'm most looking forward to whether or not I told the type of story that I want to tell. Where at the end there's an emotional resonance, um, but also it's the conclusion of a fun ride. Like that's what these these stories should be, and I intend for them to be. It's just these fun good rides that have a little bit more to them. Like I don't want to just do jokes. Jokes and fights are easy. Um, in the end, there's something there's something to feel, I think. And I think that's the most important thing that we can do as storytellers. Now, I love the look of this comic, too, because it, at first it felt like I was reading uh, almost like a comic strip, like something that could be just contained in a comic strip. Was that the feel that you were going for or were you trying uh, were you trying to kind <laughs> that's of just like, how I draw? That's, yeah, that's <laughs> how I draw my dude. I know, which is the great thing is if you follow Kyle uh, on social medias, uh, <laughs> he has this ghost that has a knife and he's like oh, yeah stabby <laughs> stabby the ghost yeah i've had him i've had him for a long time uh, generally on halloween like i do i do i try to do like a, a tweet a twitter story using stabby and we get into some sort of shenanigans um but I, he was my first avatar and he's just sort of lasted he's so awesome speaking of uh future projects Hashtag kyle stark yeah, yeah uh go uh where w- do you have any uh other projects in the works right now yeah man i'm i'm the busiest guy uh, I've been writing Rick and Morty for Oni Press uh, for the last 12 issues, and I will be writing it for at least uh, the next 12. I'm on it through issue 40. Uh, presently, I draw every fifth issue of that. Uh, right now, for Oni Press, Dead of Winter, which is based on a popular tabletop game. Is oh, yes. Out. Huge tabletop game. Yeah, yeah, I, I wrote that book, uh, and it's about Sparky. It's about a dog fighting zombies for four issues. That's great. Uh, and the same day, September 27th, assuming that my publishers haven't misled me because things change, uh, Kill Them All, which is a near 200-page graphic novel, also from Oni Press. Um, so I'm busy, busy, man. I'm doing Rick and Morty forever. I'm doing Rock Candy Mountain. Um, right now, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna tie it up at eight, and hopefully, you know, there's enough interest to maybe do another series. Um, I'm doing Dead of Winter. I'm I'm stoked to get get started on some new projects for 2018. Awesome. And I'm doing every convention. I'm doing every convention. Every I'm at Gen Con next week, uh, Bloomington, Indiana. After that, I'm doing uh, MegaCon in Tampa Bay. I'm doing Memphis. I'm doing another show, uh, Staple in Austin. I'm all, I'm busy, 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 man. I'm the busiest dude. Are you going to do anything on the West Coast by chance? Uh, well, uh, what do I have? West Coast. I'm doing Emerald City next year for sure. Okay, awesome. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to make that. I'm trying to get past the um the middle of the country to because I've I've done pretty well. I used to just do sort of. Uh, I haven't done Northeast. Uh, like I've yet to do a um a Maine show. But let me know, guys. Let me know in Maine. Um, but I'm I've moved into the Florida. So like I'm in the southern regions in the Midwest, and I would love to. I did Rose City like two years ago. Uh, I'd like to do Rose City again, but I think that Staples shows the same weekend. So I'd like to get the West Coast. I really would. Uh, especially with Oni. Oni's in Portland. You know, like Oni's doing three books for me this year. Oh yeah. So, 
There you go. And then last but not least, of course, uh, where can we follow you on social media? Oh, yeah. It's at the Kyle Stark. Uh, pretty much over Facebook, uh, Facebook, Twitter. I don't do that Snapchat because my genitals are private. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, uh, Patreon.com, Kyle Starks. Uh, if you want to give me some money and get some hangouts and some, some free stuff on occasion and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, that's me. At the Kyle Starks pretty much everywhere. Awesome. And of course, you guys, you can follow Comics After Dark on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Comics After Dark. I'm your host, MTR, also known as Matt the Rat. Until next time, you guys. Later!